0: A couple of weeks ago, we started a new series titled, True Worship. Someone say, True True. Worship. Worship. Say this, I was created created to worship worship worship. the only living God. Say that again. I was created created to worship worship. the only only living God. God. Amen. So we started a series titled, True Worship. Last week, we kind of deviated. We stayed in the same book uh, of John, but we somewhat deviated in light of the man resurrection. So today we want to get back into our teaching. So let me give you a brief compendium, or it's always good to review. I'm like Peter. Uh, I want to stir you up by way of remembrance. Again, the power to define is the power to fulfill. If I cannot define a thing, I cannot fulfill a thing. So if I understand it, then I can walk in it. Amen? So we're going to review, but for the subtopic, write this down. I need fellowship. Say that. I need need. fellowship. fellowship. Listen, you were not created to worship or to fellowship isolated. Are alone. You need fellowship. You cannot do it by yourself. (laughs) You cannot be fruitful and multiply, subdue alone. You cannot procreate by yourself. You cannot have dominion alone. Perhaps you went to war, you were alone. What are your chances? What do you think your chances are of defeating the enemy? And you are fighting alone. So you need fellowship. And, and just let me submit to you, and I said this in our last teaching, if you have resigned to worshiping behind the screen or online only, listen, listen. You have fallen out of fellowship. There is relationship, but you have fallen out of fellowship with God and man. And again, fellowship or worship, and I'm using that word interchangeably, worship and fellowship. Fellowship or worship, daughter, is living in agreement with God, and I'm going to give you The definition, again, here in a second, but I would write that down. Fellowship or worship is living in agreement with God. Notice Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it's living his way. It's living his truth. And living his type of life. See, that's in agreement. When I live his way, I'm living in agreement. When I live his truth, I'm living in agreement. When I live the life that he lived, I'm living in agreement. Are you with me? So I submit to you, watch this, you know, because now that some of us are in-house, you know, we kind of side a little bit. Oh, I'm in person. Yeah, but see, you can can worship in person and still be out of fellowship with your uh, fellow uh, believers and with God. Why? Because anytime there's fellowship, there's joint participation. It's a partnership. There is activity. I understand that I'm part of the body of Christ, not a single unit. Are you with me? See, this is vitally important because it's living in that fellowship that causes the believer to bear fruit. Oh, boy, I'm going to show you this. And you're not going to be able to do it abiding alone. John talks about this, and I know I won't get to it today. That's next week. but I'm going to show you I'm getting into next week, man of God, but I'm going to show you that fellowship is vital to me bearing much fruit. Again, it's living in agreement with God. Some have see, some have disconnected from the vine. Again, you can be in relationship. Relationship is permanent. Fellowship is what you're doing now. As I stated two weeks ago, relationship will get you into heaven. Fellowship will have you living in heaven on earth. Are you with me? John Ford now... We're going to work our way up to the conversation with Jesus and the Samaritan but I want to show you this. Uh, this is our foundation of scripture, and we're going, to, we're going to, John's going to take us there. So let's read this for our hearing. Verse 23 But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers, true worshipers, will worship the Father in. Spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, again, we know that John, and you should know this by now, John was writing to prove conclusively that Jesus is the Son of God, yet fully God. And all that would believe in him would have eternal truth. As you begin to study the book of John, again, this is the same John who wrote the first, second, third John, as well as the book of Revelation. Not shuns. Revelation. Let me show you something real quick. Revelation 1, verse 1. Are you with me? So, so this guy had a revelation. <laughs> uh, revelation 1. one. And, and guys, let me tell you something. It's a trick of the enemy, Minister Williams, to try to get people isolated. That's why you see. So many independent people having their own ministry and not really bearing fruit because they're trying to do something, one, that God hadn't designed them to do. And two, now understanding that your gift is supposed to be connected to a local body. We're going to see this. The, the, not revelations, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show us what service, things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it uh, by his angel and his servant who? John. Let me see. Look at verse uh, 19. This is just something for your hearing. Now, most of the time, uh, Revelation is known as the book of eschatology or the book of end times. But most people, when they read Revelation, they think it's just future. No. Let me show you. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place. So when you read this revelation, you're going to see things that were, things that are, and things that are to come. So when you read it, it's just not talking about the end time. It's talking about what has, what is, and what's to come. I'm not even going to. Charge you for that. Now let's go back to John. So John writes to prove conclusively that Jesus is the Son of God, meaning yet fully God. And it is this truth that the apostle John brings us in this book when we study this book. So he begins John 1 and 1. We don't been over that. You can put it up for their learning. He starts off by disclosing Jesus' identity with his very first word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word, down to verse 14, we know that and the word became who? See, why is this important? Why are you taking the time to go through all this? What is John doing? He's proving conclusively that Jesus is the son of God. As we learned last week, we know only begotten in the Greek is, the Greek word mono mono meaning only, gones meaning kind. The only one of his kind. The, he, so, he's the only one of his kind, being that he's made in the same very image. He is God in the flesh. How do you know? Because the word, who was, who we know that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And that, Word, God became flesh and dwelt among us. So some may say, why is this important? This is why this is important. By John proving that Jesus is the Son of God, meaning God in the flesh, it authenticates that he alone is worthy of all of our worship. He, the reason why he proves this man of God is to authenticate that he alone, he alone is worthy of all of our worship. That's why, at one point of the conversation with the, uh, the Samaritan woman, he said, You worship what you know not what. And that's important because if we know, you know if we come to the realization that Jesus is the only one to be worshipped, there would not be any worship of any other. Why? Because he's being proven that he is the only living God. I say this, I need, I need fellowship. fellowship. So we're still reviewing. Now, verse 23, but the hour is coming, and now is when true worshipers, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him, those to worship him and those that would worship him in agreement, following his ways, his truths, pairing our lives after his life. What apostle Paul declare? Follow me as I follow. See, so you understand that. Again, true worship is living in agreement with God. Write this definition. Did you have you have that definition of worship, Tamara? We say that worship, and write it down if you don't have it. Again, if you understand this, you will stop worshiping isolated. And, and listen. Don't follow the foolishness in this erroneous stuff you hear people saying, I don't, I don't need a place. See, see, you're out of order. You need fellowship. Why? Because God created fellowship. So I'm not to be out here like a rebel without a cause. Then, two, there's no way I can really worship God and not have Communal fellowship. Why? Because communal fellowship is part of his order. That's what he desires. So there's no way I can be out here, I worship God, I worship God, and there's no fellowship among the brethren. You are out of order, sir. Ma'am, study your Bible. Are you guys here? Worship is the, come on, let's read it out loud. Worship is the response of a grateful and humble individual to the only living God, listen to this, word: submission, sacrificial service, praise, agreement, testimony, and gratitude are freely exp- expressed in innumerable ways. See, so, so when there's worship, there's submission. There's sacrificial service. How would you feel in the morning if, if your leg just, either, either leg, we'll say your good leg, all of a sudden just, just decided to, to just, you know, I need a break. I'm going on vacation. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about a vacation, I'm talking about vacation. He went and ain't never came back. Huh? Listen, you were designed to be connected. What can your arm do alone? What can your eyes do alone? Your ears. Are you with me? Write this down, community. Definition for community. Community a unified body of individuals, a unified body of individuals. See, again, we don't want to just jump into worshiping the Lord without understanding what God expects from the believer, from the worshiper. So for someone to say, yeah, I'm, I'm all in worship and I'm not following God's order, you're out of order because the very, I, the very fact that you are in true worship, Their submission to his ways, to his truth in the way he desires that we live. But community is a unified body of individuals, a group of individuals, listen to this, who share a common interest, an interacting population of individuals in a common location. Interacting. That goes back to what I said earlier. So I can, even though I'm in person, If there's no interaction, if there's no sacrifice, if there's no partnership, uh, participation, although I'm a member, I'm out of fellowship. A partner, fellowships. We have members in a lot of our uh, organizations, churches, but not partners. Are you with me? It's quiet. It should be. Let let me tell you something. Worship is both vertical and horizontal. Worship is both vertical and horizontal. Vertical is what? Now watch this. It's more me and God. Right? And it's also horizontal. The body of believers. So there's no way my vertical can be right, and there's no horizontal. Horizontal. See, see, you are faking a fraud if you say there's vertical worship and there's no horizontal worship. That person's a fibber. Watch her. Watch him. Are you here? So worship is both what vertical. You, we can see that in in Cornania. Now, the last couple of weeks we talked about relationship versus fellowship. Relationship, again, is your permanent position. When you receive Jesus Christ as Savior and your Lord, boom. You're good. Your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. But fellowship is what you're doing now. Are you with me? And what, has, what we've seen, especially when COVID hit, people became somewhat content just with their relationship. But this, this interested in fellowship. That's why across the country. Now, there's been increase in new converts. But at the same time, COVID has exposed those that were in relationship opposed to those that were in fellowship. Again, if I resign to just watching online, whoever your pastor may be, you are out of fellowship. See, it's hard for me to participate, and I'm watching you from a screen. I can't touch hands with my neighbor from home. There's no sacrifice, and I'm at home. Are you here? See... You got to look at this. It's a trick of the enemy to keep you separated and isolated. And there's not going to be much bearing of fruit because there is no connection. Are you here? And let me say this, and, and this is true. And when you resign to just relationship status, you become precarious in your ways in other words you become uncertain unreliable insecure and dangerous whichever one you want to use For some it's all of them they're uncertain why because I, I, I don't know if I can count on you I, I don't I can't I may be there I may not I, I may participate I may see that's uncertain Oh, that's unreliable. You hear? And that's why a lot of people, when when they're not connected, they're, there's insecurity. Don't get blessed a little bit. But see, if you stay connected, the same grace that's on flow down to you part of the same stream. And they become dangerous. What, what do you mean dangerous? That's why you people talk about, man, I don't need a church. Hey, well, well. Are you been, now? If you've been technical, we are the ecclesia, we are the church. But you need fellowship. And if you understood, you were the church, you would be connected to the body of Christ. So you can be out of fellowship. Then too, I said this before. You can be out of fellowship with your spouse, but you're still in relationship. Why? You're still married, but there's no. Fellowship. You got fellowship or relationship with your children, but out of fellowship. Relationship. You recognize that's your son. <laughs> that's your daughter. But no fellowship. No time you spent. No quality time. No interaction of any kind. Just drop off a toy here or there and gone. But see, let me tell you uh, Children need more than things. So you, you fathers, let me just thank God for the father, but let me tell you, you, you know, it takes more than dropping off a, a, a pack of Pampers here or there. It takes more than, you know, thinking I'm going to buy you a little pair of Jordans. It, they need more than that. They need fellowship. They need communion together. They, they need participate, interaction. Same thing, being part of a local church. We, we need more than your name being on the road. There needs to be interaction, joint participation. Are you with me? So <laughs> th- th- there are those who are in relationship with God, but they lack fellowship. Again, fellowship is there is communion, Sister Gilliam, with me, I mean with God, and with the local body. Are you here? So there are those who are in relationship with God, but they lack fellowship with him. The relationship is still there, but the fellowship is damaged. Say this, fellowship is deeper. deeper. Write this down. Fellowship is intimate communion. Again, joint participation. Write these down so, again, the power to define is the power to fulfill. If I don't know there should be joint participation, there's not going to be any joint participation or activity from that individual. It's commitment. Unity. And unity is having everything in common and being of the same mind. You see that? And again, of course, that word, you've heard this, if you are a part of Shekinah Glory, Fel- Shekinah Glory Konania Center, Fellowship Center. So the Lord knew what he was doing when he birthed that to Why didn't he just say Shekinah Glory Church? Shekinah Glory up on the hill, first right reverend by the 7 No, Shekinah Glory Fellowship Center. That word, koinonia, it, it means community among a body of believers. Write these down. Community among what? A body of believers. It's intimate spiritual communion and participative sharing. I need you to get this. It's intimate spiritual Communion and participative what? Sharing in a common religious commitment and spiritual community. It's the fellowship, listen to this, with each other and with God. That's what Cornell mean. So how can I say I'm in worship, man of God, and it's just with God alone? No, it's fellowship with with God, vertical, and with man, horizontal. That's true worship. Are you with me? Worship or fellowship, again, is joint participation. It's in the Greek word koinos, which means partner. Sure. Sharer, are you a sharer? And companion. Oh, man. Listen, when you understand that, your dedication would be unmatched. And whatever you do for whoever else, when it comes to God, you can magnify it by infinity. See, I, th- there's no way I could spend that on you than then, then be cheap when it comes to God. We'll walk around with $500 per of shoes on and never giving that into the kingdom in a year's time. Are you here? In short, it's a shared community, listen to this, that involves deep, close-knit participation among worshipers and God. Did you hear this? So true worship is when when, there is worship with God and man. So true worship is when there is worship with God. Come on, talk back to me. God and... True worship is when you worship with... God and man. Now, God, write this down. God desires communal worship, or you can say fellowship Put them both. God desires communal fellowship and worship. What did I just say? Come on, say it. Say it, say it loud and strong. I mean, don't get reticent on me. Just quiet and it's God desires. Don't talk like when you're in the, you're in the streets, man. <laughs> say it again. God Amen. Say this, I need, I need fellowship. fellowship. Man, you can't, how can you grow alone? See, iron sharpens, iron. see, I, I, how can I be strengthened alone? Are you here? Let me show you something. Ephesians 4, 3 and 4. Now, here, Apostle Paul, is talking about unity in the body, unity in the body, unity in the spirit. Ephesians 4, and I want you to read this out loud along with me, 3 and 4. Ready? Let's read. Make, see, see, listen to this. Make every effort. See, there has to be some willpower, some intentionality. Me resigning to just being comfortable, brother Moore, watching you in the privacy of my home, that's not making every effort. that's resigning to relationship. Because when I understand fellowship, I'm going to make, I'm going to do all that I can within my power, working with Holy Spirit to do my part. Make every effort to keep the oneness, see, unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Hold on, hold on. Each individual working together, to make the whole see, so you can't make the whole successful alone. You get what you somebody you getting happy back there, bro. What you got? <laughs> Share it with me. Come down here and let us down. Come preach to us. Because we want to get happy too. Well, me and you don't want too happy, everybody else. <laughs> we are working together. Are you here? What did you say that out? Say that again. Do me a Come down here. We're going to do something. We lay about Let the world hear what you just said. Say that again, Brother Moore. Come on, you, you're going across the nations now. Say it, say it bold. If we work together, nothing is impossible. There you go. Come on, now. Thank you. That sounds like a man who understands fellowship. Now, don't nobody else yell out because you're not coming down. No, don't. No, they don't want anybody else yelling. <laughs> Let me get back right now. You can yell out, but you're not coming down here today. <laughs> look, look, make every effort to keep the oneness of spirit in the bond of peace. Each individual what? working together to make the whole successful. There is, see, again, one body. Do you see this? One body of believers and, and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when called to what? Salvation. Do you see this? Who sees that? Okay. Watch this. <laughs> and I said this before. Look at verse 4. There is one body of believers, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when called to salvation. First, understand this, all believers in Christ belong to one body. In Christ, that is. So if we all, name in the name of Jesus, we're a part of one, not all these different bodies out here. One body. Why? Because we're all united under one head. And Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. Raw, you need to write this down. The absence. See, now I can twist and turn all day, all I want to at home, even in here if I'm not in fellowship. But it's the word. Twist and turn and don't agree and I don't believe. Study your words. Because there's no way I, there can be vertical system more, true vertical, and no horizontal. The absence of legitimate worship or the absence of being in a legitimate worship center and pattern of worship will give rise to idolatry. Yeah. So when there's no true fellowship and partnership, worship, it can give rise to idol worship. Are you here? Israel did it. That's why Moses had to give them instructions on how to worship. God gave him instructions on how the tabernacle should be instructed and how they should Worship. And we say that man is instinctively a worshiper. Yes, you see, that's why I had you at the beginning of this message to declare I was created to worship the only living God. Why? Because man is instinctively a worshiper. And the question is not will we or will we not worship? Rather, it is what or who will we worship? Because you will worship somebody or something. Yes, you will. So, so, in the absence, back to Israel, in the absence of a correct mode of worship, idol worship is inevitable. Because there was no order of worship or how to worship. They created a golden calf. Are you here? That's why, hear me, beloved, you cannot have authentic worship with God, then lack tabernacle worship. Hebrews 10, 24, who's getting something? See, see. Th- let me say something because, look, look, you don't just want to run, jump, run, and jump and all that and not have fellowship. And that's what we got in a lot of places, too much running and jumping and no fellowship. Are you here? And let us consider, do you see this? And let us consider thoughtfully. See, this is what we should be doing, considering thoughtfully how we may. So, so this is what you should be doing to those who have resigned to relationship, encouraging them to engage in fellowship, not agreeing with their erroneous beliefs. And I don't care how much people fake and all that. Listen, there is something missing when there is no fellowship. Just like in your relationship with your spouse, when it's just resigned to just being a husband and wife and no fellowship, there is something missing. Yeah. Why? Because we hear you saying, he don't spend time with me. She so don't talk to me. It's like we roommates. We haven't such and such and this and that. What you say is something's missing. Oh yeah. And what are they missing? Fellowship. Yeah. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do what? Good deeds. Verse 25. Listen, God is about fellowship, guys. Not forsaking. In other words, to abandon. Or desert, don't abandon, don't desert our meeting together as believers for worship and destruction, as is the habit of some. See, some have the habit of abandoning what they're a part of. See, that's not true fellowship. Because when there's fellowship, there's joint participation. There's interaction. You know, like the person who just, just go to work, just to go to church, just to go, No, no, never involved in anything inside or out of the ministry. They just go. That person may truly be saved and have a relationship, but they lack fellowship with Jesus. And they still, like the Corinthian church, gripped by the activities of the world. Now, you see them fellowship in all kinds of worldly activities, but when it comes to Their fellowship with the God they say they serve, many lack, or when it comes to their relationship, many lack fellowship. As is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approach. In other words, we're closer today uh, to Christ's return than when we first believed. And we should be encouraging each other all the more to engage in fellowship. Why? Because there's a whole world out here that needs to hear the gospel message of Jesus the Christ. Are you here? Say this, God never intended for his people to be separate. We just seen don't forsake, we are not to forsake the assembly. So there should be some assembling together. In other words, don't forsake fellowship. Genesis two eighteen. And the Lord God said, It is not you see, there y'all go being reticent again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you afraid of the person next to you? Yeah. Say it strong. Look look. It's, you, you got. You see, that they got you. They looking. They not. St- they not standing over there, over there and here just for for look's sake. They are here to protect you. Yeah. Well, me first. <laughs> then you. <laughs> Thank you, daughter. Yeah. Everybody. See all these haters in here. But they're here for you too <laughs> So let's say this out loud ready let's read and the Lord God said it is not good that man should be alone it, we, we can go to the I will make have a but but first it's, it's not good that man should be alone why because man cannot Multiply, excuse me, man cannot be fruitful, and multiply and subdue alone. Let me get him some help. Let me create fellowship whereby man can possess as I would desire him to do. (laughs) Let, 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 Let me prove it to you. You are a product of Adam and Eve's fellowship. Yes, you are. Because had there been no Adam and Eve, there would be no you or me. And despite of what some erroneous people even say now, the Bible says that Adam was the first man. Okay. And the Lord God said, it's not good that man... To be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Will you say that's not good for me to be alone? So all these lone warriors out here who got their own ministry, it's not good. that You, you need to be connected to somebody. That word alone in Hebrew, literally means to be separate, to be isolated. So he's saying it's not good that man, Brother Damon, should be separate. It's not good that man should be isolated. That's why, most oftentimes, not everybody, but most people run themselves insane when they're alone. (laughs) You start creating all of these friends and imaginary friends. Why? Because you have bored yourself being. All this is good. Only, only nobody. They crying at night. Yeah. Depressed, and we're not making light of it. Popping all kind of pills. Stress from head to bottom and Top to bottom. Now listen, I see the single people. See, this this is not saying go rush to get into a relationship because you have fellowship with your. Okay, I heard. I said, yeah. See, see, I Lord, Lord, Lord I mean, see, I Lord, know my heart's desires. Are you here? See, and see, and if you just resign to relationship. See, that's you can do some uncertainties. There's that insecurity. Are you here? So that word alone means to be separate, to be isolated. It's not good that man should be isolated. Proverbs. Let me tell you what happens when you isolate yourself. Proverbs 18 and 1. Are you here? I'm going to give you all of this, perhaps. <laughs> Again, there should be some agitation. If, if I have resigned, to, then now we're doing all this nonsense for some. You know, my church and such and such. Well, if that's where you're really supposed to be, I would advise you to really bear much fruit. You need to go over there where, where, where it's at. Because there's no interaction if we're 15,000 miles away. And you, I, I trust you. Me, that person's not doing any activity, doing anything. They're just peeking online and saying, "That's my pastor." Are you here? <laughs> in, in defense to some, Pastor T says some are connected. <clears throat> pastor T said that. <laughs> are you here? And 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 listen look look yeah, we talk about that later i'm talking we we right here now we talking about fellowship because if if i'm really god's going to open the door where i can be where i need to be and supposed to be are you here Wait. Let, 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 let me say it this way i am i'm, I'm going to say maybe you are connected but working on getting here let's say that How, is that better okay yeah work okay okay Okay, she says some are trying, but who get what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, that that's like okay. Let your husband move to Alaska. Okay, and 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 see how that work out. He over there for five years. Trust you me. And and it's just resigned to relationship. You can you can talk about you can be just as strong as the next man show up to the next woman show up. So, so 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 who get who gets what I'm saying? Okay, it's quiet. Well, we just seen God is not good, man. If I'm out here without being connected, I am alone. Proverbs eighteen and one. <clears throat> Look. So, so, let, thank you, Holy Spirit. So, Sometimes we need to hear this. Well, you always need to hear truth. But if you're not hearing truth, you will not be convicted to come out of your comfort zone. And some want to be pacified where they can remain comfortable and inactive. I don't have to say it. Pastor said, I'm committed. And, and, and no activity, no interaction. No, 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 no. When there's true vertical, you're going to desire horizontal. Amen. Proverbs 18 and 1. He, listen to this, who willfully separates himself, listen to this, from, see, he desires fellowship. Notice he didn't just say God. From God and man seeks his own desire, has his own agenda. She has something up her sleeve. She's plotting. He's planning. Nefarious in their ways. There's trickery. Are you here? He, notice, he quarrels against all sound wisdom. So when you give them practical word and truth, uh, they say things like, I believe. Well, if what you believe goes against the word, guess who's wrong? I feel, see, you feel. I feel like you. Do you see this? Quarrels against all sound wisdom. To me, that means oh, now we're in eisegesis. putting your own presumption on the tech. You're making it fit to what you want it to do. It's what he said. Are you here? <laughs> he who, so, so I, I want to look at this word willfully. So some people are willfully, have willfully separated themselves. See, I, look, all church hurt It's not because the pastor or the member's done something wrong. Some people came hurt. You were hurt before you even stepped into the church. And when things didn't go your way, (laughs) are you here? And there's no excuse not to stay put where God has placed me. And if I'm out here running like a rebel without a cause, I need to get before God and say, Lord, where am I supposed to be? Because I'm not, that's just like a, you ever seen a leg just rolling down the street by itself? Or arm just walking down? No, no, no. Why? Because it has to be connected to a body. (laughs) Are you here? So he who willfully separates himself, so when I separate, I'm not just, just, I'm not just falling out of fellowship with you. I'm falling out of fellowship with God. I didn't say you're out of relationship. I said you're falling out of fellowship when there's isolation. All oh, this is good. 1 Corinthians 12. Now, what we're about to see here is Paul compares, notice he compares the body of Christ to a human body. I want to show you something. Looking at 1 Corinthians verse 12, then we'll get to a good place of stoppage. But God desires fellowship. Say, it's not good that I be alone. And listen, and just because you're alone doesn't mean you're lonely. Because you can be alone, but I'm connected to fellowship, and there's no isolation. Yeah. Yeah. See, we have people, they, they may have children, and the children could give the children living their best life. But since they're connected, they have members who check on them and reach out, and the pastor who checks on them and reach out. Why? Because there's fellowship. Oh, that was good. What you trying to say? Go see your mama. <laughs> Spend time with your father. That's what I'm saying. Amen. Are you here? Verse 12, for just as the body is one and yet has many parts, the body is what? The body is one and yet has many parts and all the parts, though many, form only one body. So it is with Christ. See that being resigned to 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 relationship. That insecurity is what causes people not to want to connect. They're inferior. Why? Because you not. There's no way you can be in fellowship and be inferior. To another man's position. See, my fingers understand that we work together. So my fingers aren't jealous of my heart. My heart's not jealous of my liver. My liver not threatened by my ears. My ears not threatened by my spinal cord. Why? Because they understand if we're going to function at optimum level and at the highest performance, it's vital that we all work together. And when one member suffers, it affects the whole body. Let your heart stop working. Stop pumping blood. You're not going to be out here walking and running and jogging. No, you won't. (laughs) Are you here? Get up real bad toothache. It's going to shut your whole body. You don't, man, it's going to shut you down. Have a chronic pain, it could be in your pinky finger. It's shutting things down. I'm not going to party why my whole body feel like the world is on top of my finger. Are you here? Now, verse 18, look at this. <clears throat> but now, as things really are, God has placed. Who? I think the tradition says God has placed in the members just as it pleases Him. God. God. who? So if God has done the placing, there's no need to be intimidated if my place is not your place. When I understand that I have a place and you have a place, and the only way we're going to be effective is that you do your place, I do my place, then we can get what we're supposed to get. And like Brother Moore said, nothing will be impossible. Man, I can't hoop. I can't holler. I don't want to hoop, and I don't want to holler. But I have friends who can hoop, And holler and got me feeling good. And I'm not threatened or intimidated by their gift. My gift is teaching his word. And I am happy doing what I do. There are ministers here that are anointed from head to bottom. But that does not affect me because I'm working my position the best that I can. Are you here? Folk, I'm, there's folk here that can sing out this roof. It doesn't bother me one bit. Folk here can do all kinds of things, but it doesn't bother me because I'm in my position. And I'm just like, keep doing your position well, I keep doing mine well, and we'll get where we need to get. Oh, man. And what was one of the reasons, part of the, the issue here with those, they were bickering over gifts. Are you here? But now, as things real God has placed who arranged? Listen, never be intimidated or threatened by another man when God arranged the members as he seemed fit. Who he's supposed to be. That's who God arranged. Same same thing you supposed to be, what God called you to be. Are you here? God is placing the parts in the body, each one of them just as He willed and saw fit. Who you think at what God deemed it fit, and since He deemed it fit, I'm gonna work with it and not be intimidated or threatened. By are you here? Just as He willed and saw fit, with the best best balance and function. Do you see that? If they were all a single organ, where would the rest of the body be? So if we was all the pastor, where would the rest of the body be? If we were all the worshiper, everybody who just did worship, where would the rest of the body, where would the body be? You know how you would look if you were just one big eyeball. <laughs> Listen, guys, the parts are different for a purpose, and in our differences we must work together. I say that again. You know, you should be clapping louder than Sister Williams blow that whistle on that one. Matter of fact, anytime you clap. How can one whistle <laughs> be louder than all these hands around here? Let's try that again. <clears throat> Sister Williams 2, the body 1. We'll try again next week. Watch this. What verse are we on? Ver- <laughs> Verse 19, if they they were all a single body organ, where would the rest of the body be? Look, guys, it's impossible to think of a body with only one member. Just think about that. Again, how would you look? You just one big eyeball. No other parts. And, And really, that's how we look when we disconnect and abandon and we are here running around. We look like one big eyeball. Not connected. Verse 20, but now, as things really are, there are many parts, listen to this, different limbs and organs, but a single body. Again, the parts are different for a purpose. And in their differences, and in our differences, we must work together. Okay? Listen, write this down. Believers must avoid two common errors. Or you can say it this way, I must avoid two common errors. Errors. Number one, been proud of my abilities, and I'm talking about in a ostentatious way, in a showy way, in a yeah, yeah, there, yeah, look at me, I, I call that out. See, you've been proudful, been proud. I did see you've been. So you must avoid being proud of your abilities again in a showy way why because we know that it came from God nothing you did you know how you was in high school you know how you was growing up you know how you was whether you went to college or didn't go you know how you and you know, that, see, that's why it's all, that's the reason to be all the more humble. You know, man, this was God. And you ought to be so happy that he deemed fit to put that kind of anointing on you. Earl? You mean the Earl? That's the same Earl? But see, that you see that Earl in a different light. What Earl walking in what God purposed him to do. You will sit down and listen to Earl now. Why? Because it's something on Earl. And it's still anointing. And number two, thinking that you have nothing to give to the body of believers. So number one, you don't want to be proud, too proud of your abilities. And number two, you don't want to think that you have nothing to give or offer the body of believers. No. God, notice uh, what Paul said here. The, he said here in verse uh, 18 that God placed and arranged the parts in the body, each one of them, watch this, as he will and saw fit with the best balance and function. See, he put that on you because he know that you will work well there. That's why I gave it to you because he know that you are good at this. And I submit to you within every local body we have Everything that we need if people with fellowship to function at a very high level. That's why you should expose what you have been destined and purposed to do. Why? Because it's needed in the body. Ah. So it's not gonna be fruitful when you are alone. Why? Because I'm not connected. So I need to use what I have where God seemed most fit. Where he called me, oh man! B. So we gotta avoid those two things. Say this: I have something to add. See, you have something to add to. Look, you, look. Don't worry about being the most. Whatever, no. But, but you have something, and I don't like getting in front of people. Well, you may not. You, well, you work in the back. That's why he anointed you to work in the back. And when I say in the back, I'm talking about behind the scenes. Because the person, uh, uh, whoever you may think can articulate very well and speak very well and and do this and do that, if you put them in your position, they won't know their head from their feet. Why? Because there is no anointing on them for that. But when you do yours and she does hers and he does his, we look well and we look good. Why? Because we're working together. So instead of comparing ourselves to one another, we should use our different gifts together to spread the good news of salvation in Jesus. Again, instead of comparing ourselves to one another, we should use our different gifts together. Don't compare, complete. Verse 21 The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Verse 22 But quite the contrary. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker, you know, we talked about those parts in the back that may not be in the forefront. Watch this. Are absolutely necessary. Here, you thought you were not ne- No, you are. Say this. I am necessary. And it's verse 23. And as far as those parts of the body which consider less honorable which we consider less honorable, these we treat with what? Greater honor, and our less presentable parts are treated with greater modesty. While our more presentable parts do not require it, watch this, but God has combined the whole body, giving greater honor to that part which lacks it. That's like saying... We cannot see your heart, but there's greater honor. You may look well-dressed and groomed and presented on the outside, but we put, we put more honor on their heart because if it stops, you're going to fall flat to the ground. Are you here? <laughs> Verse 25, so that there would be, why does God do this? So there won't be any division or discord among them. In other, that's why I said, listen, the, the, the parts that are not seen are, are, are just as honorable as the part, more honorable than the parts that doesn't. Why? To keep a balance on things. So whether you're in the forefront or the back, you're all, watch this, are special. We're all special. We have something to add. Then, too, what it does, it keeps us from being divided. Why? Because you know that your part, daughter, is just as vitally important as my part. See, those, before they even see me, those who greet individuals as they come into the place of worship, their job is just as vitally important as it is. Because if they're distasteful, if they have an attitude, that person, before I even come out, have already made up their mind whether or not they're coming back. So I appreciate all of our greeters who are so loving and nice. Are you here? So, so, so uh, verse twenty-five. So that there would be no division or discord in the body. That is lack of adaptation of the parts to each other. But that the parts may have what the same. See, we have the, we should have the same concern for one another. And, verse, and we'll close here. And if one member suffers, say this, that's why it's important that you be where you need to be when you should be there. And if one member suffers, all the parts share the suffering. If one member is honored, all rejoice. Do you, do you see this? All rejoice with it. So there's no way we can go up and you not go up. We do it together. Why? Because we understand fellowship, joint participation, partnership, and interaction. Come on, let's get the Lord a hand clap of praise.